What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today. Happy to be with you guys. I know it's a little bit later uh, after the national championship game, but we just wanted to, to come up with one more uh, fun episode for you guys, try to give you guys uh, a little bit more perspective on the national championship game, uh, along with uh, kind of our thoughts for the season now that the FCS has now moved on from, uh, you know, it's, it's playing. We, we now have to wait until August until we have more FCS football. But uh, because they they usually play FBS teams, it usually doesn't start till towards the end of September once when we start getting into conference play and stuff like that. Uh, it's understandable why FCS uh, teams do that. Uh, however, you know, I don't release any rankings. I don't do any tiers. I don't do anything like that. The first couple weeks, we just kind of go over teams that we're excited to watch. And, and when we see some FCS versus FCS teams, we'll uh, tune in and we'll be watching that. So uh, final episode of the 2021 season, even though we are in 2022, it looked like Frisco was a ton of fun for all of you who traveled there. Uh, it is my hope and dream that one day I'll be able to travel to the national championship game, uh, not only just to go and see and be around uh, the great FCS community, but also to uh, to see, hopefully, you know, my, my Dixie State Trailblazers will be there uh, at some point in the future, and um, I guess they won't be Dixie State at the time, they'll be Utah Tech, but of course, I always want to support the alma mater in any way possible. So, you know, those are my, my two dreams, right? Uh, anyway, so we're going to break down the national championship game. Uh, we have a couple of questions that have been submitted by you guys, some that uh, I've been able to come up with. We'll finish off with the tiers, and uh, then we're going to kind of explain what the offseason is going to be like. Uh, this is our third offseason that we've done. We've brought on a lot of fun guests, uh, Jay Hill from Weaver State. Uh, we had Coach Peterson from Dixie State. We've had um, even brought in uh, Coach Clark from, from Appalachian State, which was a lot of fun, even though they are not part of the FCS. We were able to bring them on in as well. Uh, so hopefully we can start getting back doing a few interviews kind of uh doing it that way and then uh you know kind of just move forward as we as we kind of get ready for the 2022 season uh there's also some fun things that we can do uh you know we can do worst to first fun games like that uh kind of predictions but uh, for right now we take a little bit of a break we enjoy the, the nfl playoffs uh we enjoy the spring and we kind of start cranking things out once when summer gets a little bit closer anyway so let's start off with today uh we're going to be talking with the national title game. Uh, of course, it wasn't as much fun as expected. Uh, Tommy Mallott going out, being injured, was definitely a a, a bummer. Uh, however, the one uh, everyone's going to kind of point to that. However, one of the things that I was really excited to see was the. Montana State defense and how they would prepare. They've been a big physical team all year, uh, you know, holding really good offenses in check. I mean, you uh, you can just look at that Weber State uh, game, for example. Very defensive game. Their defense came up big. I think their defense was the reason why they were able to beat South Dakota State. I think their defense was the reason they were able to beat Sam Houston as well. Uh, but as you look at it, it just they just never got it going, which was kind of a travesty in my opinion. So yeah, Tommy went 
out, but the defense didn't play well, allowing 38 points. And really, at the end of the first quarter, even into the middle of the second, you you knew that North Dakota State was going to win. Uh, not at any point was it like, okay, Montana State's going to be able to rally here and, and come back. So it wasn't as much fun as expected. I obviously had uh, North Dakota State winning, uh, but I thought it was going to be closer. I believe the spread that I got was 9.5 uh, when it first opened. And I said, I would take Montana State. I think it's going to be closer than that. I would say a touchdown, maybe four points in favor of North Dakota State. However, uh, it ended up not happening that way. And North Dakota State rolls on to its ninth national championship in 11 years. So, I mean, congratulations to them. Uh, you know, I had, I was thinking about it. Everyone was talking about, you know, oh, North Dakota State needs to, to move up and, and then you go to the FBS, like this isn't fair, whatever. I mean, there was a lot of talk around that. And it was kind of cool because a lot of people on the major networks were even talking about them, Fox, CBS, ESPN. Uh, and, and really, I don't know what's more impressive uh, that they were able to win nine of 11, incredibly impressive right or nine of nine they have never been to a national championship game and lost that game so again what's more impressive in my opinion it's nine for nine when you think back uh for the bulls and and michael jordan he's six for six and that's kind of used against uh or you know used for him in in debates uh as you know as he is the goat and and stuff like that so uh against lebron who's gone to more but have lost but north dakota state remains perfect very impressive uh you know appearance that they were able to do congratulations to them and then as you know you look around uh in those the national title games since when when it kind of started if you go back to the early 2010s uh, a lot of these teams are going to be moving up uh, or teams that have kind of dominated sam houston uh, james madison is moving on uh, jacksonville state who has made an appearance uh, so it's really going to be interesting to see how the FCS changes uh, every year we get big turnover as far as who's into the playoffs uh, and we do have quite a few different teams that make it to the national title game North Dakota since 2000 or North Dakota State since 2011 has kind of been a mainstay uh, once when Appalachian State and Georgia Southern and uh, you know if you would go way back Marshall uh, Boise State I mean those, those guys were kind of staples and now that they, they've since moved on, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see a team like Youngstown State, who was able to win it uh, in 93, 94, 97, kind of had a, a pretty good run there uh, and has been able to make it back in, in 99 and uh, as, as, as recently as 2016. But right now, Youngstown State seems very far from, from achieving, you know, getting back. So it'll be interesting to see how the landscape changes. Uh, I know that a lot of people are, are slamming the FBS because because they uh, they have a four team call like playoff and that there's a greater chance that you win a national championship at FCS. But uh, when we're talking as as far as money and stuff, if if they have the the money and stuff to do it, I say move up. Uh, you know, you can always be like Idaho and move back. I don't see there's there's any problem if you just can't maintain standards or whatever it is at the FBS level. Uh, and I'm totally for. I, I might be different, but I'm for bowl games. I think it's uh, since the conception of the college football playoff, the four team college football playoff, and the 
FBS, everyone acts as if the bowls are meaningless, which still have money incentives. Uh, I believe now NIL is going to be a big part of those kinds of deals and making sure those kids are getting uh, the proper representation. And as for as many people that are saying that they're sitting out bowl games, we're seeing amazing bowl games. You look at the Utah uh, Ohio game, it was a phenomenal game, one of the best. You look at the the Tennessee game, phenomenal finish with Tennessee Purdue. So uh, people forget about that. I, I, I don't I don't think having uh, less college football is bad. That's why I said I wouldn't even be I would be not even opposed to having if they want to do like an NIT bracket in FCS because I want more football. I want to see Weber State play. I wanted to see Mercer play this year. I wanted to see the teams that weren't able to get in, but were still good, intriguing, interesting teams to continue to play. That's my opinion. I might be in the minority, but that there it is. But it'll be interesting to see how the landscape changes now that we have a couple of, of staples moving on. Like I said, it happened with Appalachian State, Western Kentucky moving on, Georgia Southern moving on, uh, even Old Dominion there for a while had a good run so uh, it'll be interesting to see as we go forward what what you know what team is going to rise to fill the place uh, what team is going to take over the CAA uh, rumor has it today uh, that Monmouth is looking to take in go to the CAA they have been a huge 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 team in the Big South between them and Kennesaw State every single year and you know, do, do do they become one in the CAA? Do they fill that James Madison void? Does Delaware step up and become, you know, a thousand percent like we are what James Madison used to be? What happens, you know, Sam Houston, who is it? Could it be somebody out of the WAC that kind of takes over or is the WAC just going to be one of those conferences that gets one team in and calls it good? Those kinds of things are things that were definitely going to be, be interesting going forward. So that's kind of my thoughts on the national championship game. There wasn't much discussed. A 38 to 10 blowout. There, there isn't much. Uh, congratulations to North Dakota State fans and uh, alumni. Uh, you know, it takes an entire village to to create a team like that. They're a phenomenal team. So congratulations to them, and I'm excited to get back into the 2022 season. So here are some of the, the, the questions that we uh, had submitted to us through Twitter. If you're following us, at GetRolling19, that's my profile. So we have them submitted. It should have, uh, you know, the, the Get the Ball Rolling logo as the, the cover uh, photo, whatever they call on Twitter, uh, you can submit the questions because uh, there's a lot of a lot of interesting, intriguing questions that we have. First off, uh, who were you most surprised by in the 2021 fall season? Remember, we had 2020, which was technically 2021 spring, but who was the 2021 fall surprises? And and I gotta say, easy. Uh, it's a, probably a tie between Mercer and UIW. Uh, at one point, I did have somebody mention to me, uh, "Are you a Mercer podcast?" <laughs> I love I love Mercer. I think that Mercer is phenomenal. I think that they've they had a phenomenal season. And if they would have had that uh, that extra game, uh, the the eleventh game, even if it would have been against. Uh I mean, any FCS team, if it would have been even a, a bottom dweller FCS team, I think the, the committee, there would have been a really good argument to get them in. Uh, I really loved Mercer. I loved the Bears, what they were able to do this year. And I also really liked UIW. Obviously, uh, you know, Coach is moving on to uh, be the offensive coordinator at Washington State. My wife loves Wazoo, so, you know, still be able to follow him. Uh, don't miss many uh, Wazoo games here in the house. And uh, so is Cameron Ward, uh, his quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of transition. But for a team, I mean, the last two seasons uh, in the spring for Mercer to go 4-8 uh, and eight, uh, to f or sorry five and six but the year before four and eight then to seven and three same thing with UIW five and seven three and three to 
10 and 3. Those are significant changes. Uh, big time turnarounds. That is phenomenal. Those programs are, are on the right track. It's unfortunate that they did lose their coach and their quarterback. And we'll see. I believe that uh, UIW might be coming to St. George. I know that they've joined the, the WAC. So I'll definitely uh, be there in, in support of UIW watching them. Uh, St. George is a, is a phenomenal place. One of the, the one of the best places in the world uh, to watch some FCS football, especially with our new stadium going in. Uh, then somebody, uh, when I responded to that person, they said, well, what the heck? Why not about ETSU, South Dakota, UT Martin? Phenomenal seasons. All, all three of those teams. I'm, I'm not going to give anything away from those teams. Uh, ETSU, man, they played. They were really good at really close games. They knew how to keep it interesting. I did not have faith in ETSU because I thought, you know, eventually it's going to catch up to them. Obviously, you know, they lost to North Dakota State, but uh, that the, the the play in, against Kennesaw, I mean, that was just phenomenal. Uh, you know, they were playing. I, I was really, it was really fun to watch, but if I was an ETSU fan, I would be, you know, doing flips in my stomach because that's how crazy it was. South Dakota, great turnaround. They have a phenomenal coach there. Uh, and it looks like, you know, they're hoping to, to build towards the the future. We had uh, the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator, I believe, uh, Coach uh, Schlesky on the, the podcast before. Uh, a lot of people liked that one. We we like the Yotes here. No no offense to anybody else. We like every team here. Uh, but that was, a, that was a really fun podcast. You can go back and find it in our playlist. And then uh, the other team that was asked about was UT Martin. Again, phenomenal season. They were able to get a, a playoff win, which is very, very hard to do. Not very many teams get it. And everyone had a Missouri State pick. So even even more impressive that they were able to, to come out with the, with the victory there. Congratulations to, to Coach Simpson and uh, the entire staff there. It looks like they're going to be building and moving on. Uh, and, and as the Ohio Valley uh, Conference continues to change. Uh, the next question I had were, who, who are some of the comeback teams or teams that you're really excited to see? Uh, maybe took a step back in 2021, but you're excited to see this next season. And I think all of these teams are not going to skip a beat. Number one, I will have to say Weber State. Uh, you know, they were, uh, honestly, there was a good argument to put them into the playoffs this year. Uh, they obviously struggled. I think their quarterback getting hurt in the Dixie State game here in St. George was was a big blow. And then there, some of the, the games that they pulled, uh, you look at a team like Sacramento State, who, who mainly avoided most of the, the big games outside of Montana, uh, it makes a difference, right, when you're playing those. So it totally depends. I think that the Big Sky, in my opinion, needs to be split up a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't understand why we we have only really one conference out west. I mean, we now have the WAC, but even then, that's more, uh, you know, footprint into the southwest-ish, uh, down into, you know, New Mexico being in it in, in uh, Olympic sports and Abilene Christian now and, and Lamar and all those teams kind of going across over into Texas, uh, it, it kind of blows my mind that everyone else out west, Idaho, Montana, uh, Washington, Oregon, Utah, uh, Colorado, all of those teams play in one uh, um, big umbrella. But I think Weaver State will bounce back depending, uh, again, what their schedule looks like next year. And uh, we'll be definitely be on the road to see a couple of their games. Number two would be Delaware. I think that they're going to bounce back. Uh, I believe that their quarterback said that he was coming back even after he had entered the transfer portal. Uh, you know, the offensive coordinator, I believe, is 
the one from Sam Houston is moving to be the head coach over at Delaware. So we'll definitely be, uh, you know, trying to bring someone on from Delaware. I, I really liked the way that they played uh, in the spring. And so I'm excited to see what they can do uh, in the fall next year. The next team would have to be Monmouth, another team that just missed the cut this year. I think that uh, Monmouth, even if they move to the CAA, they could become uh, one of the more dominant teams with the CAA being very parity-driven outside of really James Madison and Nova being kind of the head honchos. Uh, you know, Delaware's had a rise, Albany, Maine, uh, all of these teams. William & Mary had a really good year a few seasons ago. It was Stony Brook. So it kind of goes in waves. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Monmouth kind of becomes a staple in that conference and uh, right in the geographic uh, footprint in, in New Jersey instead of uh, you know going down to, to Georgia and stuff like that. So I, it'll be interesting, really fun for some rivalries uh, to kind of start up there. The next one that I have to say is Central Arkansas. They did play the fall season, uh, you know, skipped out on the spring season this year, and then this year it just never felt like they quite got going. Uh, even though uh, you know two years ago had a really good team, and I thought that their their fall campaign was as good as what they could have made it. Uh, so I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more. Uh, I believe they were in the A Sun was their conference. So uh, we'll see what happens. We have a couple of these budding conferences, uh, you know, A Sun and, and for example, a Southland, very small conferences. Uh, now that the WAC has kind of uh, engulfed some of those teams. And so it'll be interesting to see how, how those dynamics continue to play out. And I'm excited to, to watch, you know, I believe next year is the full WAC slate, obviously, uh, SUU jumping into the WAC and, uh, Sam Houston, I believe, is still on the schedule, but they're moving up. So uh, ever-changing landscape. So those are some teams that I think that are going to have big-time turnarounds, and, and we'll be talking about them a lot more. Uh, this year, I didn't have a ton of time to talk about Weber State because they, they didn't play as good as what they had in the past. Monmouth, same kind of thing, Central Arkansas and Delaware. So I think all four of those teams will be really good. Uh, the next question that was submitted was, uh, what are you most excited for in the 2022 season? And I think with all the movement, uh, as, as I really ponder the movement of all of these teams, really what I'm most excited for is to see matchups that I've never seen. Uh, when you have a team like James Madison leave, uh, even though, I mean, come on, they, they scheduled Weaver State, kudos to them. But you have a team like James Madison leave, uh, we're going to get different matchups, not only matchups, matchups in the playoffs, but but regular season matchups as well. Uh, and so that will be fun. Like I said, if a Monmouth joins the CAA, we're going to see that. And, uh, and now as a you know, here sitting as a, as a Dixie State alumnus, uh, I get to see UIW come to St. George. I believe uh, we might be in San Antonio. I had to check the schedule. It came out today, but th those are examples. Teams that uh, matchups that I've never seen before. I would really like to see uh, St. Thomas, the Tommies. Uh, I would love to see them come and play and I think there's a lot of opportunity at the FCS level, and not only for the playoff teams, but for the HBCUs as well. Uh, we saw Jackson State. I mean, they're getting big-time recruits. Uh, South Carolina State was able to beat them in the Celebration Bowl, and um, I'm really excited to, to, to track them. I, I uh, They've been a lot of fun to watch. The Celebration Bowl was awesome, and, and so it's going to be fun to see it. With all the movement, I think we're going to get different matchups. And then uh, the new teams. I mean, we have a, a turnover, a pretty steady turnover as far as the playoffs go. You look, Central Connecticut State a couple years ago was, was absolutely dominant out of the NEC. This year, uh, only a few wins, only only a handful of wins. They, they end up missing Sacred Heart, and uh, Duquesne has been good. And, and so uh, you even look at, at Maine, who kind of had their 
their rise and and uh, North Dakota despite missing they've been a really big staple uh, really you know as an independent big sky slash Missouri Valley football conference they've been a phenomenal team so I'm excited to see uh, where the FCS is headed as far as matchups goes and I think 2022 is going to give us a lot of really good matchups and then we get to say goodbye I mean like I said Sam Houston is coming to to St. George so I'm really excited to see that game uh, that's one of the, the games that I have circled on my calendar for sure um, and the next one was uh, why do you not speculate on conference realignment uh, I've had a lot of questions you know what do you think about team moving here or uh, we have somebody you know creates a map what, what ideally what the you know the Pac-12 would look like ideally what would the, the Big Sky look like and, and it's really fun I even mentioned it on here I think that the, the Big Sky should really split up into two conferences you know uh, call it the North and the South and, and because I think you should you should really play everyone in your conference if at all possible uh, but again it's, it's really just spinning your tires in the mud you don't know what's going to happen as much as i want as I, I grew up a university of utah fan i would love to see the u and the y in the same conference but quite frankly right now the u is in the pac-12 and the y is, is is moving to the big 12 that's not going to happen even as much as i'd want to talk about the good old days when byu and utah would play the last game of the season and how much it meant and conference championship on the line it's not going to happen and so it's it's really fun again it's really fun to talk about those things and there's a lot of people out there that that get you know really really good listeners and that's what you want to hear but for me I just don't find the uh, I don't find it appealing in in my mind to, to do that because uh, really what am I what am I doing if I'm trying to argue why uh, you know my alma mater or, or for example uh, Weaver State joined my alma mater and, and SUU in, in the WAC and then we get all of the the Utah schools super fun thought I mean UVU in it Weaver State in it Dixie State in it SUU in it that'd be a phenomenal love it but is Weaver State going to leave the big sky for the WAC I don't think they are and I have no kind of, of sourcing on that I can talk about it all day until I'm blue in the face but I don't think that's going to happen and so that's one of the reasons why I just like to, to wait and see and when it happens like the rumors from Monmouth when they're like you know it's not if it's not it's not it's not if it's when it's coming that's going to be that's really cool and that's something that you can discuss when you know it's going to happen uh versus just absolute speculation that's kind of uh mine and i'm in the opinion business i want to have opinions and when you get new data and stuff yeah you can go off of it uh but purely just pulling something out of the air is just not my forte so uh that's one of the things and, and maybe i need to incorporate it more you guys let me know but i've got a lot of questions about uh you know a sun expansion and whack expansion and stuff like that and i'm like you know, it'd be great it would be all it would be phenomenal but i just don't know if it's if it's going to be happening uh next uh, up i did have was was why do you love the fcs you know i've been doing it a few years now uh why do you continue to cover it and again, I grew up in big sky country. Uh, both my parents went to Weaver State. Families gone to Weaver State. A lot of them uh, grew up going to the D Event Center, going and seeing the games. And it, it was it, it was fascinating to me. And and I loved uh, you know Ogden and their support of Weaver State and Weaver State athletics. Uh, despite not me you know me moving down to St. George, even though you know Dixie State at the time was D two, moving into the FCS, it's been great. The FCS community is phenomenal. Uh, and it just, I, I love the, the, the small town America. Uh, I love, 
If you guys have never been to St. George, Utah, definitely make it on the bucket list. Go out and see Zion. Go see Sand Hollow Reservoir. I mean, it is, it's beautiful. Uh, I, I say nine months out of the year, it is, is the best place in the world. And in the summer, it's a little hot. Or not a lot of people know about Cedar City, Utah. Uh, normal Illinois. Uh, really, really fun place. Really interesting place. Uh, those kinds of things or those kinds of places are, are very unique. Uh, Moscow, Idaho. Uh, Spokane or, or Cheney, Washington, right? Just just uh, over by Spokane. Uh, I know that we have Portland. They actually play out in Hillsboro. Just these little towns uh, make it a lot of fun. I think that the FBS has gone really southern. And uh, when you look at the FCS, I know that the Missouri Valley Football Conference is really dominant. But I think there's a lot of parity across the board. Uh, I think that the, the West teams, like the Montanas, the Weaver States and stuff, uh, just has, has as much respect as, as the Southern teams, like, uh, you know, Sanford, the Citadel, Wofford, uh, Kennesaw State, ETSU, those teams, and as much as, as Delaware, James Madison had, and the Texas teams are really big here as well, Sam Houston, UIW, Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin. So it, it just makes it fun. I love the small town, town America teams, and, and I think those towns love it i mean uh if you like i said if you come to st george you'll see a lot of stuff in st george when you get outside into hurricane uh, santa clara washington they have dixie state banners and you know they're they're a 15 20 minute drive from the university and people are still proudly representing the the trailblazers down here so it's something very special ogden does a phenomenal place i, I mean i've never even been to fargo or uh you know into the missouri really into the missouri valley football conference footprint but i assume that in brookings it's all south dakota state and uh when you look across those like totally i i, I love it so those are the things that i'm most excited about uh, I'm excited to see how our teams do moving up to the FBS. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for Appalachian State and uh, love them. And I've been following them since they've came in, Western Kentucky as well. So I want to be excited to see what the Dukes do, what the Bearcats do, and uh, you know the, the, the rest of the teams that moved up, Jacksonville State and, and the latter. So it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun to see what, what happens. And I'm really excited. I think we're going to have a great 2022 season. So we're going to finish off with the FCS tiers Tyler's tiers from the playoffs this is playoff teams exclusively and then we're going to be kind of talking about uh, the future so uh, just have ha happy to made it here Sacred Heart Davidson uh, FAMU obviously third place out or third out of uh, of the HBCUs the way that they, they have it into the celebration those are the top two out of the two conferences the MEAC uh, and so you know they were able to make it and they were able to uh they were able to turn some heads. They were able to make it. It was it was really fun uh, to see them excel. I guess is what it was. I know that you know they kind of got blown out by Southeast Louisiana, but uh, there's nothing. I mean, there's it is what it is, right? Uh, but I think the Miac and the Swack are a lot of fun to watch. So those are the teams that have made it. Uh, need to find the third gear. This was uh, my opinion in the playoffs. Stephen Austin, uh, UIW, even though they had a really close game against uh, Sam Houston, you've got to be able to to pull it out. Um, uh, Missouri State, UC Davis, Holy Cross almost wasn't that happy to have made it, but they were able to win the first round. Uh, congratulations to them. Southeast Louisiana, UNI, e EWU, Kennesaw State, SIU, South Dakota. Uh, in the playoffs, it's hitting that third gear. Even if you win the first game, uh, like Holy Cross, they did pull, that, pull Sacred Heart, and they were able to win. Uh, I thought Holy Cross was the better team. 
out of the Patriot. But in order to win and really make a difference in the playoffs, you you have to uh, find that third gear. And I don't know if these teams, even if they won a couple, uh, a game in the playoffs, never found that third gear. Uh, they were they were fortunate to have won the first game if they did win it, like a Holy Cross or UIW. But they need they didn't hit that second or their their third gear really. First gear is is uh, you know I, I you know, winning in the regular season. Second gear winning in the playoffs. That third gear, right? You've made it. You've now been here, done that. Uh, these teams just weren't able to do it. Uh, Could have been, uh, if not for... Uh, oh, sorry. Looking forward to next year, South Dakota State, Villanova, Sacramento State, Montana, ETSU, UT Martin. Uh, ETSU is a, is a tough one. I think they're going to lose a lot. Uh, it will be interesting to see how much they retain, how many starters they retain. Same thing with UT Martin. Uh, but I think if you're an SCSU fan, a Nova fan, a Sac State, Montana, you're, you're really looking forward to next year. You can say we were this close. Uh, we were so close to, to, to attaining that. I mean, Montana had to go on the road to play James Madison. They're not there anymore. So they're that close. You're, you're, you're you know, one step away uh, from really making it. South Dakota State with the quarterback, uh, Gronowski, uh, you know, I saw a video of him throwing. He looked healthy. You know, if you're a South Dakota State fan, you're thinking you can win, uh, you know, next year. And the next uh, tier is would have been a champ if North Dakota State hadn't beat you. Montana State, James Madison, I, I, I truly believe if there was no North Dakota State, James Madison would have won. I think they were the second best so far uh, in the, the FCS. I know I didn't put Sam Houston on here uh, because they're moving up, but I, I wanted to mention James Madison one more time uh, on this. But Montana State, I, you know, they were a phenomenal team. Uh, you know, Tommy Mallott aside, I, I think they, you know, if it hadn't been, if it would have been anyone else, they had a legit shot. Same thing, you know, a Montana State-James Madison uh, final would have been a great final as well. Maybe a little bit closer as well, but North Dakota State knocked those two out. And then the champ, the undisputed champ, North Dakota State Bison. So uh, there it is, the final tiers. I'm excited to, I uh, can't wait till probably about week four or five to unveil the tiers for next season as we move forward with the FCS. Uh, as far as the 2022 season, we have a couple of things that we're going to be doing differently. Obviously, we want to be bringing on some interviews. That should be step one for the for the summer months and uh, giving you guys a little bit inside. That's what I like hearing the coaches, hearing them break it down, uh, different kind of reads that they get. Love it. Then the next uh, step that I wanted to do, I know that I haven't covered the, the MEAC and the SWAC and even the Ivy League, uh, I like to, to, to stick to the playoffs because that's what I know and that's what I grew up around. But I think it needs to be me needs to be worth mentioning the SWAC and the MEAC. Uh, you know, add them in the tiers. I don't know if top twenty five because I think I I name my my top twenty five top twenty five playoff eligible teams. Uh, so obviously, I think Jackson State is is a phenomenal team. They could be top ten team, but they're not going to be you know, playoff eligible. They're going to be playing in the Celebration Bowl. So until they make the switch, that's how it's going to kind of be. Uh, but I need to. I I I've watched a few. I watched Prairie View A and M play a couple games this year, as well as Texas Southern. But I want to do a little bit more covering them, and as well as the Ivy League. Uh, they have phenomenal teams. I I did watch a a Dartmouth game this year and a Princeton game. It was an interesting game. Uh, probably need to give them a little bit more cred, and I think they need to be a part of the playoff as well. Uh, if they have a really good team, I'd love to see a, a Princeton or a Harvard or a Yale. I mean Yale. They, I mean they have the most national championships ever, and they're not even allowed to play for national championship now so uh, I'd like to see them back if at all possible I know that their uh, their school presidents are pretty strict on on academia and 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 the and the like so uh, this has been this has been 2021 season with uh, 
we'll get the ball rolling. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I, the amount of support and the amount of downloads that we've been getting, phenomenal. I love you guys. Thank you for interacting with me. Uh, continue to subscribe, and uh, we'll get we'll do a couple of fun episodes in the off season. Uh, getting ready in preparation for the season. Once when schedules are released, that's always fun. I know Dixie States was released today, uh, so that was a lot of fun to kind of look at where we're going to be going. Hopefully, we can kind of come up with a travel map of of maybe games that we're going to be on the road for interacting with you guys. So uh, there it is. I hope you guys have a wonderful off season. Until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.